Hi everyone, Grant for the Flame Learning Channel. In this video, you'll learn how to deal with external mat inputs as well as embedded channels when it comes to working with the image toolset. The image toolset does have its own masking and keying tools for image isolation, but it's also quite common to be provided with external mats or alphas or even multi-channel media for flexibility. These assets can be a major help when it comes to look development and there is a certain workflow you need to know in order to use them with your media in Flame. If you'd like to follow along, please click the link in the description below to download the media. Alternatively, if you're watching the podcast, then please type the displayed link in your web browser. Now, when performing look development in the timeline, usually through the effects environment and the image timeline effects, Flame accesses the media within your segments and you can key, mask, grade, apply VFX and finish your shots. This was shown in the previous videos on the image timeline effects. Please note that all the isolation tools are generated internally within the image timeline effects. Now, when it comes to external inputs, such as separate mats or embedded multi-channel media, the image timeline effects only has one input and one output in the timeline. So in order to use external mats or multi-channel media, you need to work in batch or batch effects. Switch over to a fresh batch and via the import node, bring in the downloaded media. The supplied clip is a multi-channel clip and if you cycle the F4 key, you can see the various embedded channels. You have a mat of all the items, a mat of just the packet, and a RGB mat of the jars. These are all typical examples of the type of external mats you could get. Go back to the batch schematic and press Shift C to uncollapse the clip. Now you apply an image node the same way as any other node in batch or batch effects. Go to the batch node bin and drag out the image node. Similar to the image timeline effects, it has a front input and a mat input. If you connect just the front input and look at the result, you can select the primary in the HUD. Now drop the lift, raise the gamma, and raise the gain slightly. This affects the entire shot. In order to use a selective, you need to choose Selective 1. So you can key or mask internally using the image node. To use an external input as part of a selective, you go back to the batch schematic. Now I mentioned earlier that the image node has a main mat input. If you connect the mat from result 2 to the main mat input, the result in the image node will use the mat to cut the image out of the background instead of being used as an external selective. Go back to batch and disconnect the mat connection. To add an external media input as a selective, you select the image node and press Ctrl N to create a media input node. This is the identical workflow to the Action 3D Compositor. Now connect the Result 2 mat into the red input of the media node. Double click the image node for its controls and press F4 for the result view. Clicking the node bin menu, you'll see that the mat is available in Media Input 1. 
to use this as part of a selective, ensure selective1 is selected, and tell the selective to use input1 as the input mat. Now that the selective is aware of the external mat, you use the pull down menu to tell the selective what property to use as part of the selective. Since this is a white fill, you choose luminance. If you were using the blue mat input, you would choose alpha in the list. Now drop the gamma, raise the gain, and lift the saturation. Toggling the H key will turn selective 1 on and off. So the packaging stands out a lot more. Next, you also want to enhance the jars, but this time you've been supplied with a combined RGB mat pass. So go back to the batch schematic and add a second media input with Control N. Connect Result 3 into the red front input. Once again, go into the image node and confirm the render pass in the NodeBin media list. It should be assigned to media 2. Now let's create a second selective. Switch to the object menu and choose Selective 2. Since the RGB mat pass is assigned to media 2, set the input mat to 2. If you press F8 for the selective mat view, you just get a white frame. But if you toggle the pull down menu between red, green, and blue, you can choose your mat from any of the color channels. Now the bottom right jar was assigned to the red channel, so set the pull down menu to red. Press F4 to return to the result view. Push the gain up as well as the saturation. Toggling H again will show the difference with and without the enhancement. Now you would also like to add a slight blooming effect to the jar. Go to Selective 2 in the Selective Manager and add a selective effects through the contextual menu. At the bottom of the list, choose the Bloom Selective Effects. Push up the exposure and the colour gain and then increase the threshold just to retain a slight bloom in the highlights. Now that you've affected one jar, you need to match the others as well. Click Selective 3 to add a new selective. Set the input mat to 2 as well, but this time choose the green channel in the pull down menu. If in doubt, you can switch to the selective mat view with F8 and then return to the result view with F4. Now you can manually remake the same selective effects, or you can use the power of the schematic to instance the selective effects shaders across multiple selectives. I'd prefer the second choice. So press ALT 2 for a 2-up view, and switch to the image schematic with the tilde keyboard shortcut. Panning over to Selective 2 and Selective 3 in the schematic, you can see the Master Grade node and the Bloom node you'd like to apply to Selective 3. All you need to do is delete the original Master Grade off Selective 3 and connect Selective 3 to the Master Grade and Bloom shaders from Selective 2. So Selective 2 and 3 are sharing the same Selective Effects shaders. Any adjustments in either of these nodes will affect both selectives.
You can also tell from the colour in the tabs that these selective effect shaders are shared or what we call instanced. Now let's quickly apply this to the top jar. Choose Selector 4 and assign that to Input Map 2. Lastly, the top jar is in the blue channel, so choose that in the pull down menu. Now delete its original master grade and instance Selector 4 to the master grade and Bloom Selective Effects shaders. Now the grade in Selector 4 is fine. However, the Bloom shader is causing too much glaring because the jar is so light. So disconnect the Bloom Selective Effects shader from Selector 4. This is one of the great advantages of using the schematic with the image toolset. You can connect multiple selectives to a set of shaders, but you don't have to use everything. It's totally customizable, and you can also do this with the image timeline effects in the effects environment. So that's how you can use single mats or RGB mat passes as external inputs into the image node. Finally, the last task I'd like you to cover is combining a mat pass with an internally generated isolation like a mask for example. So switch back to a single viewport with ALT 1. Go back to the batch schematic and add one more media input to the image node. Connect the result 1 mat into the media 3 red front input. Going back into the image node, select the selectives in the HUD and create Selector 5 in the Selective Manager. Set the input mat to 3 and choose Luminance from the list. Decrease the lift value and the packaging starts getting darker. To affect the inverse of the external mat, click the Invert button. This allows you to darken the background and make the product stand out even more. However, you need to limit the grade to the horizontal surface and not the vertical background. Call up the contextual menu over Selective 5 and choose to add a free G-mask to the selective. Press F8 to see the G-mask context and an ungraded view of the image. Now draw a mask around the bottom of the table. Once this is complete, press F4 for the result view. If you wish to see the combined result of the external mat and the internally generated mask, click Selective 5 and press F8 for the Selective Mat view. This is not exactly what you want. You need to isolate the horizontal surface minus the products. So switch to the GMOSK tab and change the GMOSK blending mode to multiply. Depending on the different blending modes you choose will influence how the different aspects of the selectives will interact. Lastly, add a bit of blurring under the post-processing menu to help sell the look. Press F4 for the result view and you can go back to the master grade and fine tweak the surface. This gives us the final look for our pack shot. Remember that external inputs such as mats and RGB mat passes are exclusive to batch and batch effects. They can be very handy in a multi-application pipeline and they blend seamlessly in the image toolset's workflow. 
Don't forget to check out the other features, workflows and enhancements to the Flame 2019.1 update. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Please subscribe to the Flame Learning channel for future videos and thanks for watching.